Okay, so we're trying to understand this statement of the Chazal that the Torah was given with five voices and the Chassan and Kala are also associated with five voices and to explain exactly what this means we have to understand the four different kinds of Gali energy Yuki Vavke and the name of Anoichi which represents a higher kind of infinite well, an infinite revelation of Galiness and since we don't know what all those things are, we have to look at the various creations that were created because of these, these various kinds of divine energy. So what we've done in his Gimel is, we've explained um, two general categories of creation. We said that the uh, inanimate, the vegetation, could be categorized as body, versus animal and human could be categorized as soul. And in short, what that means is, is that even, not only in, in things which are inert, they have Gali energy, but it's not noticeable at all that there's anything alive, but even in vegetation, although Hashem is animating it, and it's, it's discernible, you could see that there's a change in the stuff of the plant, of the tree, of the blade of grass, yet the, um, the whole purpose of the Gali energy is to cause this thing to grow. It's about the body growing. Versus an animal has two distinct qualities that are not present in inert or vegetation. And what are they? You don't remember? The ability... Like how the, like animals... Like moving groovy. The movie groovy? What do you say? They like move and groove. Like, uh, the, we, you were saying, like the, the plants, right? We didn't get to movement yet, but you're right. We'll see how the movement has, is, is relevant. We didn't, we didn't get to that yet. But we've said so far is that um, animals, their life force is nafshis. They're, they have a body, of course, but their body is, is something which is uh, about the fulfillment of their desire. Even although animals' desires aren't like human desires, they're they, they, they're very instinctive and they react to things based upon their their physical nature, etc. But they're they have a desire. They have this thing called desire, which is not present in inert or vegetation. Their body is something which uh, serves to fulfill their desire, um, and that's why we find something else that as soon as they want to do something, their body reacts immediately. Why is that? Because their energy, their soul, is one with their body. Their, um, their, the kind of energy in them is a soul energy. They, they have a desire. And this uh, soul is one with them. It's not like um, a, a car, a toy car, a, a electronic car, where the battery causes the thing to move, but the, the car itself doesn't have any life. The body itself is alive because the soul and the body are one. And... Um, what kind of life is there? There is a there, there's a nafshistika life. There is a soul kind of life. The animal has desire. Yeah. You see, the Sumer also has. Is it the ability to express all mountain to desire? Because even Sumer has a certain. You know, something comes to attack it, it goes in a different way. But obviously, yeah, it can't express it. It's much less than what an animal would be. I. I um, in note 30, it says that inert vegetation do not have any desire or feeling. What's it says? 
Ain Bahem Ratsam Hegdish. I haven't done the research and I, ha- I don't know, uh, uh, but I, I you know what it says over here. That, that, that's language over here. But the words of scientists don't necessarily. A uh, <laughs> um, the the um, unlike a chariot to a rider, the chariot follows the rider. Uh, a body and soul work in a different way. The the, ra- the chariot is not the rider. The chariot is separate from the rider. The um, the rider leads the chariot where the rider wants it to go. But the limbs of a person's body or an animal's body are one with the soul of the animal. And therefore, they are automatically following whatever the uh, desire is. Um, okay, we also spoke about the concept of mahus. Remember what the, what, what the word mahus is? Mahus is made up towards mahu. What is it really? So, by, by the body of an animal, the body of the animal is about its soul. Its, its mitzias is its, its existence is that it's a body. But mahus say, what is it really about? It's about its soul. Unlike by vegetation, where the soul is a bodily kind of soul. Its soul is only about making the body grow bigger. Versus by an animal, the body is there to fulfill the, the desire of soul. So the muhus, the essence of the body of the animal, is its soul. Let's go further. The difference between vegetation and animal is expressed, among other things, also in the fact that the life force and the growth of vegetation depends upon it being attached to a certain space. When you uproot it from its place, it stops growing. It's no longer in the category of tzemeach. It comes down animate. However, an animal was machten. An animal is not limited with this limitation of growing in a certain space. Rather, an animal can live anywhere. So unlike by, uh, by, by vegetation, where growth means, when, when it's considered vegetation, only if it's in the, the space where it can grow, an animal can grow anywhere. Animals are limited to a certain space. What's the reason for this? A physical thing is attached to a space. Since the whole life force of vegetation is a physical life force, therefore, is limited to a certain space. On the other hand, since the the energy, the life force of an animal is spiritual, therefore, it's not limited to a certain space. So, its limitation in space 
is a result of it being a its life force being in the realm of goof, in the realm of physical. It's limited to a certain space because that's what physical things are. Physical things are limited limited to a certain space. Versus an animal, its whole, its life force is nefesh. It's it's a soul kind of life force, and therefore it's not limited to a certain space. Is that what you meant by the moving and grooving, uh, Muhammad Achai? I thought we got that far. I, I thought I remembered. Okay. Maybe it was on Friday. Okay. Ace, hey. Geshem shehavdov shemein chadeim atzmecha the godlo moving musayim harbi yisim ashehavdov shemein atzmecha minachai. Just as to, in, from a certain perspective, there is a. We, we said that in, the inert matter has a farther gap between it and vegetation than vegetation does to animal. Con- in other words, contrasting this to our first, our first analysis was that we would put um, inert matter in a category unto itself because there's no life force noticeable at all. So, and then that's correct. There is a way that, that, that is a true perspective. There is no, you could, you could say there are these three categories of animal, um, human, and vegetation have something in common where their life force is noticeable. Versus inert matter, there's no noticeable life force. So just like there is that true perspective. Now, so before we continue, just, we just, in the last two aces, two we were saying another way of looking at this and categorizing them in body and soul, in which we said that we would put vegetation and inert matter in the same category, both in the category of body. But our original um, uh, analysis was that inert matter is, has, in, in, for some, has a characteristic in it that sets it apart from everything else. Although they both are in the category of body, but yet inert matter is something which makes it apart from everything else. So is this true in regards to uh, the two categories in the, the two items in the soul category, animal and human, that although they're both in the, in the category of soul, there is something that sets apart man completely from animal. In a way, even more than inert matter is separate from vegetation, a man is different than an animal. There's a farther distance, in other words, between man and animal and there is between inert matter and vegetation. Why? Because man is a chosen one of all creatures. All creatures were created to serve man. between the four worlds and the four types of creatures? We're going to get there. We're going to go there. Yeah, that's where we're going. Just like what sets apart inert matter from all the categories, even from vegetation, is the fact that all you could see in inert matter is its corporality, all is its physicality, the body, you don't see any life force there at all. So too is this on, conversely, in regards to man, what separates man from all other creatures is, even what separates man from animal, although they're both in the same category of soul, is that man, in, in a human being, you could see the true meaning of, of soul, true meaning of spirituality. So although we put these two items 
in one category, but there is a far greater distance between man and animal than there is between inert matter and vegetation. And what is that difference? Then in, in inert matter, you don't see any kind of life force. Inert, inanimate. I don't want to say the word inanimate because inanimate means there's no animation. The Rizal says, inan- says that even rocks and water have a soul. So I like the word inert better. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was obvious, yeah. It doesn't mean that it's not. It's just what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. Yeah, I'm saying what. I'm just saying. Right. I'm why, why I prefer that word. Because earth matter? Inert. Inert. It's a four letter word. Yeah, Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a five letter word. I'll go back to the fingers. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Um, so the um, the difference between man and animal is that in man you see the true meaning of nefesh true meaning of soul and therefore there is a farther gap in a way between man and animal than there is between inert matter and vegetation what's the difference how do you see the true meaning of soul by a human what what, what does that mean oh the true meaning of spirituality is being higher and beyond all kinds of limitation, all kinds of parameters. There are various um, senses Hashem gave us, the five senses, and with these five senses we could grasp, we could accept, we could absorb um, physical things, but the true meaning of something spiritual is that it's not able to be touched, it's not able to be um, uh, defined by, uh, by, some, by, by physical senses. That's, that's the true meaning of spirituality means that it's beyond the limitations of the physical. And therefore, one of the um, indications of something, something that's spiritual is that it's beyond being defined or absorbed or, or heard uh, or observed by the five senses. The truth is, as Ramam writes, that even a spiritual being has a kind of definition that separates it from another kind of spiritual being. The Ramam talks about ten kinds of angels, and he says the difference between one angel and another is not something that we could find, figure out with our senses, but they have different levels of understanding of godliness, and that's why they are different from each other. So, a ruchni is thicker thing, something which is spiritual, also has parameters, also has borders, also has definition. And that definition sep- separates it from, from another thing. Uh, we talk about Hashem's chesed or Hashem's gvura. Hashem's chesed is not gvura. It's different. They're both spiritual, and in fact, they're both infinite. And yet, they're different from each other. One's chesed, one's gvura. So although a spiritual thing has certain parameters, because it is spiritual, however, there is a sense that this thing, there, the more spiritual something is, the less borders it has. It's, it's not able to be absorbed in the same way that other that physical things are. Um, for example, uh, 
the Rebbe Hashem says that although uh, Shammai and Hillel uh, learned from uh, Shmai Valtalian, uh, yet they were, they, they were very different from each other and they opposed each other on almost every issue. Although their Rebbe, their teachers, said, told them one thing, but they, uh, they, they had two completely different opinions. Actually, Shammai Valtalian was students of, of, of Shammai Hill. Who, who was teacher of Shammai Hill? Shammai Valtalian? So, and what does it say? Akoponim, their teachers, their teachers had an idea that was presented to them, and and, and their their teachers didn't side with either opinion. The way their the information was presented to them was that in a way they could go either way. The vessel of Vishamai's mind, because of his soul, was a gvuradika soul. Therefore, he accepted that what he was taught that meant Gvura, and Basil accepted it as Chesed. What were the teachers' opinion? Their teachers didn't have either opinion. They were they, they, they were speaking in a more of an abstract way that didn't have yet. It wasn't leaning to either either, either direction, because of the vessels of Shama and Hillel. That's how I got the, the, the definition. Something happened between the teachers and the students. And after that point, the Zubis were going that point started. So the information that was given to them was crystallized in their mind, and that caused the machlekas, caused the separation. But the point is, though, the more, the more spiritual something is, the less there is a uh, separation from it and something else. That's, that's, that's one of the hallmarks of something spiritual. This simplicity that we find in spiritual things is expressed in many, in many ways. Number one, a spiritual thing does not contradict another spiritual thing. Kefi, next page. Shereim, the Gabi's Faris, oh, Makshavas, Adinis, Ruchnis, and Shatis, Shakal, Shazaras, Ruchnis, Sakakim, Mifrius, Zulzupachis. The more an idea is edel, the more, the more lofty an idea is, the more refined an idea is, the, the more it's possible for there to be contradicting explanations to the idea. The more an idea has been crystallized and defined, the less it's possible to, um, the, the more the idea is, stands apart from other ideas and, and contradicts other ideas. But the more ruchnius an idea is, the more, the more uh, spiritual it is, the more it, it divested of form it is, the more it's, it's, it's able to um, handle opposing ideas. Um, you, you see this in the, in the yeshiva world a lot, in Chaim Brisker and, and other great G'dil Yisrael, they explain, they split a hair in explaining things. They say this, and the reason, and, and and you could say the opposite of what they said, and and you and you could think that you're right, because they're they're speaking in such theoretical, um, uh, such such a spiritual plane that that it doesn't seem to contradict anything else. You could say it this way, you could say it that way. The, the more something is spiritual, the more it resists definition. The higher its its spirituality, the higher its simplicity, the more it resists definition. The more there, it's possible to have opposing explanations of the same thing. Is that because we're so far removed No, because intrinsically, its spirituality is higher than definition. It's not yet; it hasn't yet been defined, and therefore, it is not a contradiction to other ideas. You and I could argue what Rabbi Chaim Brisker said, and we could be completely at opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, because he's presenting an idea which is such a lofty spiritual idea. And we both could think 100% we're right, and because the idea itself hasn't, hasn't been defined at all yet, it's, it's, so, it's so, so spiritual. The more lofty, the more spiritual something is, the less, there's a similar idea, I'm not sure it's the same idea, 
Um, the Tzemach Tzedek says about children. He says, why is it that children get uh, so angry? And uh, because children have um, a, a their mind, their a mind. He says, like it's like a cup. And when there is a, a bigger cup, so it's able to uh, look at things different, analyze things different ways. There's more room. But, uh, but, but a child, his, his head is smaller, his brain is smaller, and therefore all you can see is one perspective. You can't see other perspectives. So, um, so that's one of the hallmarks of something spiritual. The more spiritual something is, the less defined it is, and the more less in contradiction it is to other, spir- other ideas. Base. Another hallmark of spirituality is something which is spiritual is drawn to something that's above it. A ruchnistic thing, what's shat ruchnis? Ruchnis means that you're attracted to what is higher than you. It says in Ayom Yom, why is it that the person is born with a character looking at the sky, not like an animal, looks at all four, because a person has this uh, innate nature of, of, of being drawn to becoming better, to becoming... We see this also in what is called the spiritual part of the physical world. In the physical world also, we find the more spiritual element of fire has a different uh, tendency than all other elements. Fire is the most spiritual element of all four elements. Because it's spiritual, its nature is to go upwards. The true purpose, the true um, goal of a spiritual thing is not to stay where it is. The nature of something that's spiritual is is to leave its place and to become absorbed in its source. So here, the, so those are the two hallmarks of spiritual things. That number one, it's not limited in a certain form. The more spiritual something is, less limited is, less is a contradiction to other something else. And number two, if you're spiritual, you want to be higher than where you are. Don't we follow? Yeah. Okay. Let, let's bring this back to man. Let's I try to bring this back to man. This, this explains what we're saying that only man has a true kind of soul. What's the advantage of man over beast? Intelligence. Therefore, man, because man's in, man has a true idea of soul, of spirituality, therefore, there, and how does man have two, um, how does man surpass the animal? In its seichel, because man has intelligence. Therefore, there are two virtues that man has that an animal doesn't. Number one, man is different than all other creatures. Man is not limited to being a certain way. Although he may have a certain um, uh, nature, he's able to change that nature. As we learned in the Mimer yesterday, that's possible for a person through his thought, through Chabad, to change. That's what the Amavri is, if the Nevedivri, you're able through your understanding to actually change your feelings, to change your whole trajectory, to change your whole character. That's the, what the Alter Rebbe means when he says that to change the nature of your character. Through Seichel, you're able not just to change and redirect what your, what, what your character should be. Uh, uh, you have a predisposed nature of, of Gvura or Chasid. So you could use your mind to redirect your character. Instead of loving um, uh, Democrats, you could love the Eivishter, whatever. Instead of loving Republicans, you could love uh, whatever. But that's just using your, your nature. And it's also possible to change your entire nature to begin with, and that you're not limited to only being in the Kav of love, but also in the Kav of fear, etc. So Seichel has the ability to help us transcend 
our natural character to become a different kind of person. That's what, what it's one character man has. And that's the reason why man has inside of himself, in the small world of man, the test of Nasan, there are all four kinds of categories. We find inanimate, we find vegetation, and human, and animal, all within man. Why? Because the nature of something which is spiritual is it's not in any defined parameter. And therefore man has all four inside of him. Number two, another thing that Seichel gives us is the ability to leave where we are to become elevated. That's the main unique quality of man. Man is predominantly intelligent to, and, uh, and that distinguishes him from animal. Animals are predominantly emotional. So what makes a man different than an animal is that the, the spirit of man ascends upwards. Man has the ability to become, he wants to become better. Versus an animal is drawn only after physical things and the person is drawn to something higher. That's all because we have Seichel. So Seichel gives us, number one, that we're not limited to a certain uh, definition, we are able to change. Number two, spirituality has a nature to ascend, to go higher, so to our intelligence gives us this impetus that we want to change, we want to become higher, we want to become better.